hope you guys are all celebrating some big adulting milestones this season. And you know what? Finding the perfect gift for those celebrations can be kind of tough. I have the solution over at grownupgear.com. We have adorable hats, totes, mugs, pillows, tees, and seriously, the most cozy and comfortable sweatshirts. They're all on grownupgear.com and all at affordable prices. We even now have digital gift certificates if you can't decide. Use code GROWNUP for 15% off your first order. Buying from our small business helps to support this free podcast. And you know what? We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I got excited about this Santa cake and was literally like, oh my God, everyone, look at this. And so everyone in line bought one. You're listening to Money Tips for Financial Grownups with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grownup. And you know what? When it comes to money, being a grownup is hard, but together we've got this. Hey, grownups. Last week's episode featuring my husband, Neil, we were talking about the Netflix series, The Squid Game. The episode really nailed it on the idea that money cannot buy you happiness. But it also reminded me that kind of the opposite can be true. Happiness can lead to more money in our lives. And if you're rolling your eyes, well, that's even more reason to stick with me here and hear me out. My interview with Megan Murphy has stuck with me for the last few months because she literally leverages her happiness into success. So I wanted to share it again as a good reminder to us and maybe a little inspiration as we head into the winter, which can be a tough time mood-wise for some of us, including yours truly. Now, a reminder, Megan Murphy is the editor-in-chief of Women's Day, which is the number one selling magazine on newsstands. She also is one of the hosts of the Off the Gram podcast, but she joined us a few months ago on the podcast to talk about her new book, Your Fully Charged Life, A Radically Simple Approach to Having Endless Energy and Filling Every Day with Yay. And if Megan sounds familiar, that's because you probably see her all the time on your favorite TV shows. She comes on with all of these amazing home hacking tips, lifestyle and health expert information, and is really someone that we can learn a lot from. Like I said, the interview, I just can't get it out of my head. She's amazing. If you haven't listened to it, you're in for a treat. If you have, you're going to want to hear this again. It's a really good reminder that happiness really is priceless. I know, so cliche, but so true. Here is Megan Murphy. Megan Murphy, you are a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Yay! (laughs) Yay! I love that you're saying yay. That's like your anthem as the author of Your Fully Charged Life, A Radically Simple Approach to Having Endless Energy and Filling Every Day with Yay. A lot of people will look at this book and they'll say like, oh, that's not me. I'm not wired that way. She's so chipper. She just walks around (laughs) saying yay. By the way, people can't see you, but you have lightning bolts on your clothing. But honestly, if somebody met you earlier in life, that's not who you were. Give us some context for this because you weren't always the yay person. After some tragic teen years, I did write a very powerful essay that earned me a scholarship and and a national TV spot, which ultimately led to an internship at YM Magazine and ultimately springboarded a, a magazine career. And so in my 20s, when I was working at Cosmopolitan Magazine, 
I was assigned by my boss to write a story called The Seven Secrets of Happiness. And I and I completely rolled my eyes because I'm like, who wants to read this crap? But, you know, I was a senior editor at Cosmopolitan and this was my assignment. And I started to delve into the research and I started to look at the field of positive psychology. And I looked at the work of Martin Seligman, who's sort of the, the godfather of positive psychology. And it was the first time that I sort of had this epiphany that happiness wasn't this like bumper sticker, static bullshit thing that you either were or weren't, but it was actually an active state of being. And, and there were things you can do. There were choices you could make on a daily basis to move the happiness needle. And maybe it might be better and feel better and, and to live that way. And so I started to dabble in optimism. I started to dabble in living differently. And that's really when the seeds of a fully charged life were planted. And the beautiful thing about prioritizing positivity and sort of actively choosing happiness is that it really starts to build and spiral until till it becomes easier to do and it becomes comes the default, right? And you don't have to work so hard at it. So today, I mean, I, I my friends joke, I'm like a freaking rainbow unicorn. But that's, you know, years and years of practice later and, and kind of rewiring my brain for optimism and joy. That optimism and joy, even though you're not even conscious about it, does translate into so much success in things that are connected to money. So for example, you talk about in the book that you were online at an ice cream store and you were so enthusiastic about a Santa cake that you basically became the de facto salesperson for this this little ice cream store that was selling ice cream cakes and you started selling Santa cakes for them. I'm an evangelist for things I love. Like if I get excited about something I want everyone else to get excited about. So I probably should have some type of sales career because I would crush it. I got excited about this Santa cake and was literally like, oh my God, everyone, look at this. And so everyone in line bought one. For any doubters who don't see the connection between happiness and a positive attitude and success, like being really good at selling, there it is. There is a connection. Even though you're, it comes so naturally to you, Megan, that you don't see it, there is a huge connection. Let's get mm -hmm. into some of the tips. So the first one that I want to talk about is how to deal with toxic bosses or colleagues. Avoid them as much as possible. Give and request only as much information as needed as to do your job. Keep things professional. Don't get sucked into that. I also say ignore the bait and bite your tongue instead. I love Terry Cole. Has a, she has a new book coming out too called Boundary Boss, but she calls it being unprovocable. And I find being unprovocable and using that word as sort of a mantra, I'm unprovocable, um, I find it very empowering. So no matter what somebody spews at me, how somebody's trying to drag me down, I just don't fall for the bait. I bite my tongue and I smile and I don't fall for it. And I find it, it, it's a very gratifying, right, to be unprovocable. I highly recommend that. I also say always kill them with kindness. I'm always going to be kind. I'm always going to be generous. I'm always going to be helpful. And even if there's a little piece of me that dies in the process, I am absolutely going to kill them with kindness. And I find that the haters often come around. And one of my favorite like sort of Instagram bumper stickers is hustle until the haters ask if you're hiring. This has happened to me quite often where I've stayed above the fray. I haven't given them a lot of my brain space or my energy or my focus. I've sort of created this force field of 
positivity against that toxic energy. And eventually they soften up and they suddenly want to be my friend. Absolutely. And the next one actually ties into this very well. It's something you learned from Shonda Rhimes when you edited one of her interviews. I'm obsessed with Shonda. I was the executive editor at Good Housekeeping at the time. And she was like, always have hard conversations ASAP. Don't wait for a good time, right? Like we angst about when we're going to have this conversation because there's got we got to wait for the right time. We got to wait for that that right moment. Well, guess what? That right moment never actually happens and you've wasted energy and bandwidth angsting about when it's going to happen. Do it ASAP. Just have the hard conversation. And I've done that where like I can feel my palm sweating. I can feel my voice shaking. I'm getting the sweats, but I am absolutely going to pick up the phone or walk into the office and have that really, really difficult conversation without hesitation. So easy to say, so hard to do, but I'm going to work on that. I know I've had a really hard time with that myself. You also say something that a lot of people have said the opposite. So I think our listeners are going to really benefit from hearing about this. You say respond to every email. It's super counterintuitive, right? Because doesn't that seem like a time suck? And I guess I should make the caveat, every email that the person, like, so if it's like a, it's spam, they've spelt your name wrong, gotten the the name of your publication wrong, you know, that can be a delete. But if someone has taken the time to engage with you, you know, if, if a publicist reaches out to me and say, oh, Megan, looks like you had a great time in St. Thomas from your Instagram. I've got this great pitch. I think it could be a fit for this section. They deserve a response. That's a kindness. That's a professional courtesy. And in so many instances where I've responded and said, you know what, this is not a fit for me. I'm going to keep it top of mind. Or I've exchanged some kind of a kindness of like, you know, that was a great pitch. It's not right for me. Maybe it's right for so-and-so over here. Did you think about that? I have benefited from those interactions in so many crazy ways where they're like, oh, you know what? You should know this person or what about this or that? Good things come to you when you're a good human being. It's this kindness networking boomerang. And and I can't tell you how good it feels to, to walk through a trade show and be like, oh, that's Megan Murphy. She's the best. She always responds to emails. She's so courteous and polite. It's a kindness that I will extend to anyone who makes a concerted effort to contact me. And these are people that you're basically saying no to, which is amazing. I kind of think of the world as like a light, bright board. Do you remember like light, bright boards when you were a kid? Yes. And the more of those colorful pegs you put into the board, the clearer the picture gets. And eventually you have this bright, vibrant, interesting picture. To me, I sort of look like people and connections and ideas as those pegs, those little lights. And the more I put in the board, the clearer the picture becomes, the more it lights up. And so that's, I am never worried that if I introduce you to so-and-so, then somehow there's less work for me. Or if I connect these two people, I'm going to be boxed out. Absolutely not. I assume that we all have our own secret sauce. We all shine in our own way. And my shine doesn't diminish yours and your shine doesn't diminish mine. That's so important because that's something that I have been so relieved about as I've embarked on my own journey independent from corporate life. I was afraid that people wouldn't want to help me, but it's been just the opposite. I feel like so many people have been so kind and opened up doors and hopefully I do just as much for other people because if you are secure in what you're doing and what you bring to the table, 
no one else is you. So there's no thing, there's nothing to fear. And here's the deal though. That's hard earned. You know, I'm a 45 year old mother of three who's been at this for 25 years. Did I feel that way in my twenties? Probably not so much, right? I was probably more protective of my ideas and my successes and my connections back in the day. I've learned my lesson, right? I understand that we we lift each other up and, you know, all the cliches, real queens fix each other's crowns. I do better when I'm lifting others up and I, and I find it always, it always pays me back in unexpected ways. And so, yay. Yay, absolutely. Okay, I want to whip through a few quick hit simple things that people can do. And these are examples. There are tons of these in your book. Number one, make your bed. Yeah. I wrote two pages about it in the book because 82% of people who make their bed feel more productive during the day. And it's a very simple task. That's the whole point of the book. It's a toolkit. And some of the tools are going to work for you and they're going to make you happier and they're going to make you more productive and they're going to make you more successful. And you can roll your eyes and not make your bed, but try it because 82% of people who do feel more productive. The second one I want to point out, these are like the quick hits, dopamine dressing. I mean, I literally am wearing a pink scrunchie in my hair right now because (laughs) it makes me happy, even though no one else can see it. Dopamine dressing. Talk about it. It's dressed the way you want to feel. I studied acting and I talk about like my clothes as a costume, right? If I were going on stage playing a doctor, I'm not wearing a fireman's uniform. So what's the life you want? We always say dress for the job you want, dress for the life you want. Are you going to a funeral or a party? Like, what does that look like? The pandemic, when so many of us are working from home, actually in a way gives us permission to really dress the way we want. We don't have to dress in the way that other people do because no one else can see you sometimes. Yeah. Okay. This one, this is something my mom who's no longer with us did in the late stages of her life. And so it really hit home for me. Mm-hmm. Put, and, and I know it made her happy is put fresh flowers in your house. I mean, she started doing a flower delivery where every week they would come. She had her fancy vases and she had a rotation going where they would take the old one and bring it back and then bring another one back each week. So she, every day she would get them made in her vase. And it was such an important thing in those last years when she was ill. It's major. And that's the thing. It's not like, oh yeah, buying your flowers is nice or it's frivolous or it's, there's so much great research. Like there's, there's great Harvard research that says like fresh flowers in your house actually have the power to ease anxiety, to boost your mood. So why not do that? And, and I like joke about this during the pandemic, I took a pair of scissors when you couldn't get flowers anywhere. And you know, it was like full lockdown mode. And I walked over to the park and I cut some daffodils because I was like, my mood is for shit. I'm struggling. I'm crying in the shower. You know what's going to make me feel better in this moment? Those daffodils on my kitchen table. Okay. The last one, this is something my great aunt May told me to do, Megan. Mm-hmm. She's no longer with us, but it really helped me. I was going through a divorce and I had to do live updates from the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. She would tell me, no matter what's going on in your head, physically smile, just force a smile. Yeah. It's like when people tell you to stand up straight and then suddenly you roll your shoulders back and down, like smile right now. Anybody, everybody listening, just smile. It changes the way you feel. Facial feedback research suggests that there is absolutely this two-way street between your facial expressions and your emotions. And the second you crack that smile, fake it till you make it, it does send signals to your brain like, okay, today's not so bad. The crazy thing is it works. And I say that to my son all the time when he gets frustrated because he's been doing a ton of remote learning. And I don't know if if learning should really be in that phrase. 
actually, having been doing this for over a year. But, you know, it's a little bit frustrating for kids. And I think that can really have a really great effect on them as well. All right. I want to do one last money tip, which is just coming from you as a mom. You are still into the coupons. I really am a coupon queen. I miss actually cutting them out of the Sunday circular and like going to the shop right with my coupons. Ed, my favorite cashier, he's like, where's all your coupons? I don't I don't have the physical paper coupons anymore because now everything is an app. But things like Retail Me Not, my store, my my grocery store app where I can just scan it and get that bonus. I, I love saving money so that I could spend it on things I actually might want. Like I don't need to spend an extra 59 cents on bananas. I would rather put my phone number or my store code and save 30 cents because that 30 cents adds up, right? Oh, it really does. And and that can get you to the fresh flowers that you want. So absolutely. And, and the truth is, even though there's probably a satisfaction, and I remember my mother sitting at the table, cutting her coupons, getting ready to go to the store with her box. She had a box and then she would organize which ones she was then going to use that day. And she was aware of the double coupons and the triple coupon days. Oh yeah. The truth is that even though that tangible experience is gone for most of us, there is still that thrill of seeing the number go down when oh things God, are being so good. Up. Even like when I use my Target card and it's like 5% back and then I get the bill under 200 bucks. I'm like, yes. Tell us more about where people can reach you and your podcast and all your other projects. Sure. So I am on Instagram. I'm pretty busy. Megan B. Murphy, M-E-A-G-H-A-N B. Murphy. I have a podcast called Off the Gram with a, a bunch of wellness influencers. That's wherever podcasts are not sold, but listened to, I guess. <laughs> um, and I'm also the editor-in-chief of Woman's Day Magazine. So it's a, a top-selling magazine on newsstands. I think we have 18 million readers. So that's a pretty fun thing to pick up too. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of huge. But yeah, most people would lead with that one, but you have so much going on. I can't thank you enough for stopping by. This is such a gift to our listeners. So thank you so much, Megan. Oh my gosh, I so enjoyed you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm grateful. Good stuff, right? She was great. Let's go over some of the tips that we learned from Megan. First, be an evangelist for things you love. They will literally sell themselves. If you have a toxic boss at work, do not fall for the bait. Be generous with introductions. Don't worry that there will be less for you. Things work out for those who give proactively and generously. And of course, yay for coupons. All right, so now I have a question for all of you. What are you happy about these days? What are you celebrating? I am looking forward to a lot of in-person get-togethers as things open up, and I'm always looking for the perfect gift, which is one reason I created grownupgear.com. So if you haven't checked it out yet, please take a look. We have the perfect gift for all of those adulting moments that we celebrate from graduations to engagements, bridal showers, new homes, birthdays, all the good things. As a special promotion, we are going to give away one $50 gift card to Grown Up Gear each week until July 4th, which is Independence Day. You can also think of it as Financial Independence Day, if that motivates you. There are two ways to enter. Take a screenshot of this podcast, post it on social media, and tag me at BobbyRebel1. That's on Instagram, I should say. And then also email that screenshot to us at hello at financialgrownup.com. The second way to enter is to write a review on the Money Tips for Financial Grownups podcast on Apple Podcasts, take a screenshot, and send it to us at hello at financialgrownup.com. Grownup Gear is what I like to call a micro business, and we really do need and appreciate all of your support. So please check it out and tell your friends, and thank you. 
On that note, I hope you guys smiled a lot listening to this episode. I loved interviewing Megan. She's the best. So big thanks to Megan Murphy. Don't forget to check out her book for cheering us all on and yay for all of you financial grownups. Money Tips for Financial Grownups is a production of BRK Media, LLC. Editing and production by Steve Stewart. Guest coordination, content creation, social media support, and show notes by Ashley Wall. You can find the podcast show notes, which include links to resources mentioned in the show, as well as show transcripts, by going to my website, bobbyrebell.com. You can also find an incredible library of hundreds of previous episodes to help you on your journey as a financial grown-up. The podcast and tons of complimentary resources associated with the podcast is brought to you for free, but I need to have your support in return. Here's how you can do that. First, connect with me on social media at BobbyRebel1 on Instagram and BobbyRebel on both Twitter and on Clubhouse, where you can join my Money Tips for Grownups Club. Second, share this podcast on social media and tag me so I can thank you. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Reading each one means the world to me. And you know what? It really motivates others to subscribe. You can also support our merch shop, grownupgear.com, by picking up fun gifts for your grown-up friends and treating yourself as well. And most of all, help your friends on their journey to being financial grown-ups by encouraging them to subscribe to the podcast. Together, we got this. Thank you for your time and for the kind words so many of you send my way. See you next time. And thank you for supporting Money Tips for Financial Grownups.